Welcome, friends, to Generations. Kevin Swanson, your host with you, Bill Jack from Worldview Academy in studio with me. And Bill, several important Supreme Court moves in just the last few days. And as we were talking off air, Bill, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Think about the demonic forces upon these justices at the very top of American jurisprudence. Think about how much force there must be the zeitgeist itself has been blowing hard for a long time and for them to take a stance against the zeitgeist on issues like homosexuality and abortion the sacraments of the left um wow i I understand why some of them cave i get it the call to compromise is so strong when you're in that position yeah and the forces of evil demonic forces are at certainly at work in in those places as well and there's there are strongholds that they've set up and we have allowed them as christians because we've retreated from culture Mm -hmm. we have made the church a a refuge rather than a a traveling caravan throughout the world we've made it a you know a, a stronghold that you retreat into rather than a stronghold that that proclaims truth and grace to the culture. And when the church is as weak as it can possibly be, whether it be the Catholic church or the evangelical church, so weak, so weak. And these folks are members of these churches. And if their churches are weak, how often do you think they're going to kowtow? They're going to wind up bending and bowing and burning in, uh, in the conflict with, uh, the liberal zeitgeist of the day. Okay. The U S Supreme court has again, taken a pro homosexual position. Remember Bostock, uh, they went pro homosexual on that. They've gone pro homosexual almost every time, uh, not every time, but this time certainly refusing to hear a Washington state case, which would ban treatments that attempt to change a person's proclivity towards homosexuality. This being a Washington state case of a Christian therapist who believed that marriage would be between a man, one man, one woman, and that, quote, the sex each person receives at conception is a gift from God. So that's his position. Washington law apparently prohibits him from uh, any form of discouragement to homosexuals or transgenders uh, concerning their behavior. And uh, so apparently he's out yeah. of a job or I'm not sure exactly what the case uh, consisted of, but uh, this particular law forbids him from engaging in any counsel uh, with homosexual folks or those who are inclined towards homosexuality and using a biblical ethical stance in order to, you know, bring about that counsel. And so, yeah, it's, so it's he's in trouble. Page, he lost, yeah. he lost this case at the Supreme court of the United States. It turns out that justices Gorsuch, Barrett and Roberts, all Republican appointees took the pro homosexual position in the case. Now, no surprise. As far as I'm concerned, justice, Amy Coney Barrett, as she discussed the Dodd case, now she's a Catholic and she was discussing the Dodds case. That would have been the reversal of Roe v. Wade last year. She wanted to be sure that any ruling on the Roe v. Wade case or the Dodds case would not affect, quote, same-sex marriage and birth control. She wanted to be sure that the Mississippi case would not endanger the, quote-unquote, constitutional right to homosexuality and the use of abortifacients to kill kids. So, so apparently the most sacred of sacred cows— have been homosexuality and birth control, and Amy Coney Barrett wanted to be sure that these things were held sacrosanct. Isn't it Very interesting important that to her. they're always linked, that both of those are always linked, that the, the pro-aborts are always backed up by the, the sexual perversion group, okay, the, the LGBT groups, 
They're not a community. They fight like cats and dogs. And the pro-aborts always back have the back of the the sexual perverse. Well, you know what it amounts to is that it's sex without reproduction. I mean, yes. that's it. It's sex without responsibility. Right. It's having a good time, but not producing children as a result. And that, of course, is our society, Bill. That's our society right. today. It's a loveless society that kills kids and wants to have a good time. Am it, I making that too it, simple? I mean, is that too simple? No, this is, it's all about sex. It's all about sex without consequence. You're right. Um, the um, the ban in in Washington um, was on those who are under the age of 18. You, that professional therapists are barred from quote performing conversion therapy on a patient under the age of 18, and it contains a carve out for therapy and similar counseling conducted quote under the auspices of a religious denomination, church, or religious organization. Meaning that would affect Christians well, as well as there's non-Christians. There's that carve-out for that, mm-hmm. but but uh, Brian Tingley, who's the Christian-identified therapist, wishes to practice conversion therapy outside the umbrella of a church. He wants his free speech as a therapist. Mm-hmm. So now what they're doing is they're, they're, they're saying, oh, you can, do, you, can, you can practice this in the confines of a church, but not in the general community not in the general it's got to be an infringement of the right to free speech obviously free speech but all all for the purpose of preserving sexual deviance for maintaining the sacrament of homosexuality which is so 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 very essential to the religion of humanism the sexualized humanism now one yeah one commentator says that, that perhaps they're waiting the justices are waiting Specifically, Roberts, Gorsuch, and and Barrett are waiting for a state to discipline a conversion therapy counselor so that they can really address the issue as as these are victims of government intrusion on free speech. And and I I don't know that that's that's going to be the case. You just wonder where this is going to go. And I think on issues like abortifacient, Um, And to some extent, the birth control pill, as well as the abortion pill, as well as, you know, any protection of homosexuality, I think that's going to be held sacrosanct by the majority of the U.S. Supreme Court. That's just the way the zeitgeist blows right now. Be back with more in just a moment on Generations. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now, we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks for an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularists for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. 
please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we're back on Generations. The U.S. Supreme Court did the wrong thing on the Tingley case from Washington State, which would have allowed free speech for a Christian therapist who was operating outside of the confines of a church building. But now, well, there were, you know, three good guys on the Supreme Court who did the right thing. Thomas always seems to stand strong. You're right. Whatever. So I think he's old enough where he doesn't care. Um, I'm sure there's been enough threats on his life. Uh, but it certainly takes somebody with a backbone right. to stand on issues like this. So, yeah, so there, there, there were some good guys here. Kavanaugh did the right thing. Yeah. Alito did the right thing. Yeah. Thomas did the right thing. So there are some good guys, but it does appear that not every conservative is going to have the strength to stand. No. So Roberts and Gorsuch and Barrett uh, voted not to hear the case. It needed four votes. They got three, Thomas, Alito, and Kavanaugh, but well, not not enough to and, hear the case. And here's some more bad news just came out today. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided to agree to hear a bid by President Joe Biden's administration to preserve, quote, broad access to the abortion bill. So evidently they had the right to say no. They could have said, no, we're not going to take up this. But they they took an appeal from the Biden administration, which, as I see it, is a negative. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, we're going to. We're going to make a ruling on this. The justices took up the administration's appeal of an August decision by the New Orleans-based Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, which I think is one of the most conservative. So, you know, you have one of the very best of the circuit courts making a decision on curbing the use of the pill called mifepristone uh, as it's distributed and delivered, uh, barring telemedicine prescriptions and shipments by mail of the drug. And that was evidently a case that was brought by Texas. So it's the Fifth Circuit uh, determining whether the Texas law was appropriate or not. And they tried to stop it. You know, they they, they tried to stop it. But uh, the Supreme Court of the United States actually has allowed for this uh, to continue until arguments are heard and they make a final decision next summer. Mm-hmm. All of this means to me that the U.S. Supreme Court is not really committing too much on this see one of the issues is they're going to have to decide whether or not the uh, federal government or the state governments can prohibit the distribution of these things over state lines so it's interstate commerce decision that's going to be made by the supreme court of the united states and my guess is they're not going to go to states rights on this matter whereas they did go to states rights on the issue of surgical abortions because because here you're talking about selling these pills across state lines and they're going to say no we're going to allow for that to happen that's my guess now again this is going to be a a very thin line and i think we're going to win this or lose it on a very thin margin that's my guess imagine the the issue is not the issue of abortion but the issue of slavery and yeah. had, what what was the result of that? I mean, the court the, the tried dread, to the Dred try, Scott decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. The court tried to you know dance on that that tightrope, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do it, and it resulted in a civil war mm-hmm. because you can't have some states that are free and some states that are slave, and then you have the interstate commerce of slavery. You have escaped slaves who flee to a free state should they be brought back. I mean, all of that was very complicated and resulted in 
because the because the 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 Supreme Court would not take a good stand on that. And I think that we're seeing the same thing here with the abortion issue. If you just turn it back to the states, you can't have a nation that is united when you have some states that allow for the killing of babies, the unborn, and some states that prohibit the killing of the unborn. You will not have a nation that can survive. And some states that allow for the shipping of slaves across a free state in order for them to make it to a not free state. Right. Uh, same thing with abortion pill. Well, they allow the abortion pill to be shipped from one state to another and uh, kill some children in states that would prefer that not happen. So the Supreme Court of the United States is going to decide this case. I think it's going to be a thin margin, whatever happens. I'm not celebrating Dodds at this point myself, friends. We've lost Ohio, Kentucky, Kansas, Montana on the referendums. Uh, the American public is doing the wrong thing over and over again. We lost these these referendums on a pretty significant margin. I believe Ohio is at least 8%. Yeah. Outrageous, friends. The degree to which Americans are stepping into the polls and saying, we want to kill children in our particular state. There are only about five or six states that are even more conservative than Ohio and Kentucky. And the possibilities of those referendums making it, I would say, very small at this point because Americans have gotten to the point at which they love to kill children. And by the way, uh, there are more abortions apparently this year than they were pre Dodds. So they compare where we are today to pre Dodd. And uh, so far the Dodds case, at least on a national basis has not improved the condition for the unborn. The idea that somehow the reversal of Dodd into the individual States uh, would somehow accomplish the saving of innocent lives that hasn't happened for a number of reasons. The heart of this nation is not right. The churches are not preaching uh, the the law of God and calling for repentance and true faith in Jesus Christ. This isn't happening with the church. It's not happening at the grassroots. And the pro-life uh, organizations are too compromised still in order to bring about anything uh, significant on the level of the civil magistrate. That's where we are right now. Altogether, 511,000 abortions uh, thus far this year, up from uh, a comparison uh, in the six-month period prior to uh, what happened with uh, the Dodds case, 465,000 abortions. And so there are more abortions today in the first six months of 2023 than there were prior to Dodds. And that, to me, is indicative that we're losing ground. However, this is interesting as well. States with abortion bans did experience reductions in number of abortions in states with total abortion bans cumulatively there were 94,930 fewer clinician provided abortions uh however however we have no idea how many abortions are happening by the kill pill by mail program so or how many, no idea how many abortions are done because they're going out of state like to illinois right, and right, to colorado right they're crossing state lines as well yeah. so a majority of abortions now are performed by the kill pill the u.s food and drug administration said last year 5.9 million women have used mifepristone since it was approved 20 years ago. And that's only been increasing year by year. I tried to get the numbers as to how many of these are being manufactured in any given year. Highly secretive. The companies producing the mifepristone pills, highly secretive. They're not letting anybody know their gross sales, their net margins. They're not letting their, anybody know any of this. It's a highly secretive production program. And so it's no way of knowing how much kill pill by mail is happening right now. Remember, Obamacare's provision of no copay for the use of abortifacients has increased child killing in America substantially. 
Remember the Stanford study? I've referred to this several times. The Stanford study found that the use of IUDs indicated that an average of 0.8 babies are lost per woman by the use of the IUD per year. On five different IUDs tested, now 14% of American women, 15 to 44 years of age, use the IUD, resulting in the deaths of 12,330,000 babies per year, an increase from 960,000 babies in the year 2000. Moreover, Obamacare has also removed the copay for the use of the high-efficiency abortifacient like the IUD. The day-after pill also apparently is killing kids. A study by the Charlotte Lozier Institute indicates that there would be another 2.5 million babies killed annually by the use of the Plan B pill, up from virtually zero in 1995. So now what are we talking about? We're talking about an additional, well, we have 600,000 babies killed by chemical pills. We've got another 500,000 killed by the surgical abortion. Add to that the 2.5 million babies killed by the Plan B pill. Add to that the 12 million babies killed by the IUD. My calculation is 82% of American babies conceived are killed by accessibility to the kill pill, the Plan B pill, and the IUD. And that happens all by the encouragement on the part of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration as well as Obamacare. And you say, how in the world are we going to take these demons and put it back into Pandora's box? How do you do it? Only by the grace of God, only by a revival across this country, only by a preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, only by sinners convicted of their sins and realizing that they are guilty before Almighty God and they need to repent, they need to fall down on their faces before God to cry out for His mercy. Short of that, Bill, I don't think we're going to have much of a solution here. Right. It's, it has to be a revival. Uh, government does not change hearts. The state does not change hearts. It just restrains evil. And it's really not doing a very good job of that because there hasn't been a revival in the churches and a repentance on the part of Christians who are enabling this evil to continue. I want to leave you with one caveat and one little piece of good news. And I do believe, I do believe that there is a little bit of a difference that has been made by certain states. There's been something of a small reduction of the number of surgical abortions in certain states that have added these restrictions. Now, it turns out, turns out Alabama's birth rate is 1.77. Tennessee's is 1.75. That's better than Oregon's 1.39 and Colorado's 1.48. So I do commend any kind of restriction. I do commend that. Mm-hmm. But you've got to be careful because incrementalism on this kind of stuff really doesn't accomplish all that much. Alabama's birth rate is about 50% lower than what a typical pro-life society would look like. Colorado's birth rate is about 60% lower than what a typical pro-life society would look like. Okay, so what do we have? Maybe a 10% improvement in Alabama over Colorado. Is that worth something? Okay, maybe. I'm conceding something there. All right, so let's do what we can, but by far, my friends, let's be sure as Christians in the Christian church, and Bill, I think repentance begins in the church of God, as does the judgment of God begins in the household of God. I think as the church, we have to say no more to the IUD, no more to abortifacients, and no more to the kill pill. No more. No more abortion in the church of Jesus Christ. Let's at least begin there. And let's as well begin to repair those. Let's bring those who have already committed these abortions, let's bring them to the mercy of Christ, to a realization that repent of this, turn around. Receive the mercy of God and, and live lives of, of loving life and embracing children. 
and, uh, and opposing abortion at the ballot box and at every other opportunity. Bill, Bill, there's opportunity for shifting direction for all of us. And so we're just encouraging a shift of direction to loving life, to loving children, and to loving God. Yeah, we, we've seen that throughout our history. We've seen that there have been ebbs and flows in, in, the, in the fight against abortion. There have been victories and there have been defeats. So we need to, we need to continue to be diligent and persevere and rely on, on the Spirit of our Lord and, and speak boldly. To better understand a biblical position on abortion, I'd encourage you to my little book, Keep the Faith on Sexuality and Family. I've got an entire chapter on abortion. Again, it's a small book, but it's power-packed. It's got a lot there. It's called Keep the Faith on Sexuality, and uh, we've got a chapter on abortion. It's important for us to be up to speed on these issues, so I'd encourage that little resource for you. This is Kevin Swanson and Bill Jack inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.